What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. We are stoked to be coming to you on this lovely Wednesday night. Noah, what is cooking, baby? How are we doing? Pretty bad. The play, the Pacers lost to the Mavericks tonight. Feeling pretty down. Yeah, yeah, you should. You're also down eight to one to me in our categories league. Oh, that's just a bad week, dude. That's just tough. That's tough titties right there. I can imagine you must you must be pretty down in the dumps right now, huh? Yeah, it's fine. You've had a lot more people play than I have this week. Got four games yeah. postponed today. Yeah. You, know. you know what? Sometimes COVID works against you. Sometimes COVID works for you. I just happen to be pro-COVID this week, you know? Like, what can I say? It's working in my favor. I'm not going to knock it. Seems like a good guy. Would down a couple beers, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But I am winning 8-1 to one right now, and I don't see any way that I lose that lead. So, you can, you might as well just quit. Give me the dubs. The dub skis. Alrighty, well, with that out of the way and everybody... What's your record in the points league? To, uh, all right. 0-4? So, with everybody... Oh, the league worth $200. Um, Oh, you're 0 4 in that one. So let's get to winners and losers of this week. Um, Noah is a loser of this week. I'm just going to get that out of there. That's Noah's clearly a loser this week. He's already lost. He's just complete garbage at fantasy basketball. It's, it's not even funny. It's not even close. I don't even like beating him by this much, but I do it anyway. Um, so with that out of the way, we're going to get to winners and losers this week. Noah, uh, can I go first? Do you, is that okay? Uh, my first winner of the week is actually people who are above, <laughs> who have above a 500 record in our points league. That's worth $200. Uh, that's my winner of the week. You know, it's a pretty prestigious right. club. All right. I just, I want to point out, like, I will be one in four by the end of the week. Eggleton is cash money. He's, it's like stealing candy from a baby. I'm going to be one in four. Kemba's back. Jackson Jr.'s back. I picked up Jetty Osman, who is uh, awesome, a killer. He's the second best player on the Cavs. Same as scorer on the Cavs, a newly refined Cavs team that has a very nice Torian Prince and Jared Allen. So that's actually that's a great segue. That's a phenomenal segue. Thank you for for letting. Wait, me you're one and four. He's my first winner of the week. My first winner of the week. Wait, you're zero and four. Cavaliers. So the Cleveland Cavaliers, not 0-4, 7-7. and The dust has settled, Noah. We're a week beyond the James Harden blockbuster episode, the trade that shook the NBA. And the Cavs got Torian Prince and Jared Allen for just about nothing and showed up and beat the Nets in double OT today. A fully healthy Nets, mind you, with a Kyrie back. So their big three's back. The Cavs show up. Colin Sexton. Jaddy Osmond, Jared Allen, Jared Allen, Torian Prince, all show up. And it wasn't an ass whooping, but they were winning most of the game. The Nets were, were able to go on a little bit of a run, and then double OT comes, and they just light it up. They ended up winning by 12, moved to 7-7. Seven and seven. Colin Sexton puts up 42 points in 38 minutes. Um, Jaddy Osmond puts up 25-7-7 in 50 minutes. Torian Prince looked really great in his debut, put up 17-7-4, looked like the guy that the Nets always hoped he would look like. So, you know, looks like he's going to be able to find some footing with the Cavs team, actually get significant minutes. Jared Allen comes out with a uh, double-double in his first appearance on the Cavs. Uh, they just, they're a balanced team. They've got a lot of vets on that team. I could see the Cavs making a playoff push led by Colin Sexton with these new pieces. I mean, the Cleveland Cavaliers definitely come out of this trade looking like a team that has a ton of pieces to build for the future. And for that reason, they have to be a winner of the week. Yeah, I like um, I like them a lot more than some of the other teams they're competing with, too. Like, when you compare mm-hmm. them to some of the other teams that have been tanking for a couple of years, like um, the Chicago Bulls, I think the Cavs, wow. young talent they're developing right now, really like is pretty good in the league. And I like 
I don't know if you watched the game tonight, Tom, and Jared Allen yeah, was actually yeah. playing at the end of the game instead of Andre Drummond, mm-hmm. which I kind of love to see, you know. Jared Allen is their center of the future. They should be developing this guy, and I'm glad they're mm-hmm. choosing to play him over Andre Drummond, someone who probably won't be a Cav after this season. No. No, I, no, I, I love that. And, I mean, I I was on TikTok earlier this week, and I, I saw, like, a blind player comparison between Colin Sexton and Jamal Murray, and it ruins this TikTok for anybody who, who now views it, but Colin's averaging, like, six more points than Jamal Murray is. He's more efficient than Jamal Murray is. They're averaging about the same in, in rebounds and assists. I mean, there's really no excuses. You know, this is more of a – it's a, both a jab at Jamal Murray – being grossly awful this season compared to what we'd seen. And, you know, kudos to Colin Saxon for taking a jump that a lot of people didn't think he would be able to take. Um, yeah, I mean, Cavs are set up nicely for, for the future. I don't anticipate them doing anything in the next two to three years, but, you know, down the road, they, they look to be set up really nice. Yeah, this, I, that's talking Cavs. That's talking Cavs. Did I think we'd be talking this much Cavs? Absolutely not, but here we are. Kudos shout to out Max Cavaliers. Ginger. Mm-hmm. I feel like we shout out Max Ginger like every single week. And I don't hey, he deserves it. Fantasy lineup. <laughs> All right, who's your winner of the week? Uh, my first winner of the week is the Utah Jazz. They're currently 10-4, second best in the Boom. Western Conference right now. They're eight and That's two right. in their last ten, and they're on a six-game winning streak currently. Yeah, I just want to jump in and actually say that's the second best record in all of the NBA. Thank you for that. So, just so you know, um, they're currently ninth in offensive rating and sixth in defensive rating. Ooh, and I'm gonna be honest, I haven't seen that many Jazz games, so I really don't know how they're playing. But when I was doing my research today. I actually found out mm-hmm. that they're first in three-pointers made at 16 and a half a game, and they're third in three-pointers attempted. They currently have six guys on their roster, all shooting above 38% from the three, on minimum four and 4.1 attempts. Uh, oh Royce O'Neal shoots 45% from three on four attempts. Jordan Clarkson shoots kidding? 43% on seven attempts. Joe Ingles shoots 41% on five attempts. Mike Conley shoots 41% on seven attempts. Donovan Mitchell shoots 38% on eight attempts. And Bojan shoots 38% on six attempts. And I really didn't know that they just had this lethal three-point attack within them. And I'm kind of really surprised. Yeah, I can't can't say it. Like, I'm super surprised once I hear everybody that's on the roster – you know, like, like I'm like, oh, Mike Conley, yeah, no, he could shoot 41%. Bojan, yeah, he could shoot 41%. Now, I didn't really know much about Royce O'Neal coming to this season, so the fact 45% that percent on four attempts is insane. But, I mean, got to give it to the man. Um, Yeah, low-key, like, having a career year right now is Mike Conley. Um, He's averaged 20 points a game twice in his career and you know keep in mind Mike Conley is no young man at this point but his splits for this year are are 16 points a game four boards six and a half assists one and a half steals the six and a half assists right now is actually like tied more or less tied more or less it's a little bit less but for a career high if he keeps this up I mean at 33 he's looking as young and as fly as ever and a dynamic Utah Jazz roster. He's on a really good contract too for that Jazz. I know. I mean people really thought I mean he people forget he he was really injured for a minute there and his value just absolutely tanked. But he has come back. I mean he is he's really never wavered. He is a the veteran point guard that, that team really needs. They can sorry stuff. that was a joke. He's making thirty four million this year. If you didn't know that, he actually I is. did not know that. It's I thought Met- they got him. He's still on his Memphis read. Grizzlies contract. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that's on me. 
that's on me for for assuming that he'd sign like some new deal. Um, yeah, no, I remember that was the year they increased the cap, right? Like that's when Steph got all his money. Yeah, I remember that. They just started paying people. Yeah, I mean, so, so, so along is, is this along his last with year? Being, I think he has a player option next year. So really bad. I wonder if he'll exercise it. Probably thirty-four million dollars is a lot of money. Maybe. All right, sorry, keep going. Um, along with being first and three pointers made, they're also they also lead the league in total rebounds, and that's honestly pretty surprising to me because you know we know Gobert is eating up rebounds. I think he mm-hmm. averages around thirteen a game, but they're yeah. getting they're getting seven rebounds a game out of Royce O'Neal, six out of Derek Favors, and four rebounds from Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, and Mike Conley. So they're really just like. They're playing really good team basketball right now, and I'm honestly kind of excited for them. We, I kind of figured they'd be a top four seed in the West, you know, just with all the weapons mm-hmm. they have, but they're looking like a force to be reckoned with. Uh, yeah, their only so... downfall, they're actually last in free throws made, 29th in free throws attempted, and free throw percentage. So if their mm-hmm. offense ever stalls, they're going to really have a really hard time, you know, trying to get those easy buckets by yeah. getting to the line and getting fouled. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, just looking down the line, I mean, when we talk about you need a superstar to win a ship, I don't know if I'm calling Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell superstars. Like, do you realistically, like, what's a, what's the Jazz's ceiling? Like, can they get past a team like the Lakers? Or the I mean, realistically, in, their in ceiling the is finals? losing in the second round to either of the Lakers or the Clippers teams that have massive star power are the teams that we see succeed year after year in the league and yeah i think i think the jazz will regret that rudy gobert contract a couple years down the line when they're maybe donovan mitchell's getting a little unhappy of losing in the second round every year so we'll have to see about that if they can get him a legit another star to play with yeah i mean it sounds like in a couple years mike conley is going to be off the books so that might help. It just oh, might. Oh, oh. My goodness. And I forgot how to mute my mic, so I just sneezed. I tried. I tried to stop, but there was no there was no stopping it. It just came. Oh, with that, we'll move into losers of the week. Um my loser of the week has to be and and this is just, you know, fuck Daniel Stein. The Orlando Magic. I mean they started off the year six and two. They made the playoffs last year. Have, have been a fringe seven eight seed the last couple of years, and we're really looking like they were going to start to make the jump and and start to compete with some of the big boys in the East. And since that start, they have gone one and six, uh, picking up their one win earlier today to the worst team in the league, the Minnesota Timberwolves. So. I I just don't know what their identity is right now. I know they lost Markel Fultz for the season. They've got Vucevic, who's who's playing all-star basketball right now. I mean, I know no one, we were talking earlier, he's one of the highest-scoring points players in all of fantasy basketball. But other than that, I just don't know where this roster is really going. I like Cole Anthony. I think we've talked about him on the podcast before. I think he's got a lot of potential. But, I mean, Aaron Gordon's pretty washed at this contest. They've got Dwayne Bacon getting starting minutes and not showing anything crazy for that. I mean, he's averaging 9-1-3. and I I just – I don't see a lot from this team. I mean, is it fair to label Mo Bamba a bust at this point? I don't know because he was injured last year and he has been dealing with injuries, and I – I don't think we're far from it, but I don't know if I'd called him a bust yet. They're kind of, the Magic as themselves are just kind of in a weird limbo, you know, where they're too bad to get the very high draft picks, but they're not good enough to make it out of the first round. They're just going to win one game against the one seed and then lose four in a row. And they're right back where they are. So it's a hard road to improve not being a free agent, high key, like high market destination. Because how are you ever yeah. going to get those good players? So they really have to just hope they hit in the draft with a late, with like an early teens pick that they get yeah. their Giannis and that he stays in Orlando. That's really the only solution I see to the Magic getting much better. 
Yeah, so we kind of expanded, not losers is just this week, but it, it kind of sounds like they're going to be losers for a long time. Sorry, Orlando Magic fans, but you probably already knew that. I don't think in the three Orlando Magic fans that I've spoken with um, that any of them have optimism for this franchise at all. So it should come as no surprise that the Orlando Magic are ending up on loser lists, you know, not winners lists. Tough scene. Tough scene. No, who you got for loser of the week? Uh, my loser of the week is the New Orleans Pelicans. Pretty sad. I wish they mm-hmm. weren't a loser of the week. But over their yeah. last seven games, they are one and six. And, you know, they I personally had some increased expectations for the Pelicans coming into this year. You know, Ingram was an all-star last season, mm-hmm. and they were going to get a full healthy season of Zion. And I didn't think they were... I didn't think they were a playoff or bust team this year, but they mm-hmm. should be. Like, there's no reason with yeah. the amount of talent they have on that roster that they shouldn't be competing for a playoff spot. And it really just comes down to how they're coached and what their play style is. Um, they take and make um, threes at the 28th best rate in the NBA, but they also Perfect. allow the most three-pointers attempted and made in the league. Um, That's on average opponents are scoring 24 more points from the three-point line than they are at night. And oh how do God. you even win basketball games? That's just a, that's just straight math right there. 24 more points I mean, sounds like you don't win. Who's What's the name of the, the Pelicans coach? Um, Stan Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy, yeah. Mm, he's been around the NBA for a while. Stan Van Gundy's coaching this team like it's 1994. And he that, really is. You know, teams take seven threes a game. He's like, we don't need to guard that. You know, we can just work it into the paint. You know, and I can back this this theory up uh, with, with two different stats that I've seen. Um, and this may have changed, but at the start of this week, Zion Williamson, who's averaging about 20 points a game, had not made a field goal from outside of the paint the entire season. How is that even possible? Like, yeah. Just, like, uh, I, I, this is a guy that can shoot. We've seen him shoot. It's not like this is Ben Simmons. It's not like this is Markel Fultz and we're talking about some broken-ass jumper. I mean, this is a guy who, in his first game as an NBA player last year, made four threes. So, like, I, like what gives? Yeah, it really just comes down to the construction of the team, which is pretty mm-hmm. worrisome. Um, I mean, Lonzo, Bledsoe, and Steven Adams just don't get it done spreading the floor-wise. Lonzo and Bledsoe, you know, they don't want to take threes. They're looking to drive and get assists to the actual good shooters. But the only shooter on the floor when they're starting games is Brandon Ingram. So teams can just play off all these other guys. And, yeah, the fact that Zion hasn't shot a three yet this season, like, I get their offensive rebounding well, but... It's just math. Three is worth more than two at a certain point, and if you're giving the most up every night, there's just that's just whoa, a losing recipe. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's back this up. You said three is more more than two. Breaking news. I know. I'm sorry. What in the god do I know? All right, yeah, I gotta check the math on that. I I feel like that's wrong, but yeah. Wow, <laughs> three more than two. Well, the other thing, so a different TikTok. The uh, traditional, Lonzo's missed some games, but Lonzo and Bledsoe um, per game are the worst backcourt offensively in the entire league. They're last in points scored, and they're in the bottom third quartile for defensive efficiency. I mean, these guys just do not know how to play together right now, and it needs to be solved because at the end of the season, like somebody's got to get chipped out. Um, I, I don't know where the where how you feel about Lonzo right now. I mean, we've seen flashes of he can be the elite playmaker. That's why he was drafted so high by the Lakers. But we've seen flashes where he has a broken jumper. He doesn't want to shoot, and he just forces the ball into places and is ineffective. So I, at this point, I think one of those guys is moving out of New Orleans by the end of the season. Because, like we've said, there's too much talent on that roster for them not to getting wins. Yeah, I think a good short-term fix would just be starting J.J. Redick. I mean, that seems like the easiest solution to me. 
But long term wise, Lonzo's a restricted free agent this year. You know, depending on how much money he gets, are, are they really willing to commit to Lonzo as their future point guard? I would I have questions about that. that. Yeah. And but the tough part is what team wants Eric Bledsoe? I don't want Eric Bledsoe on my team. Yeah, I don't want no. So it seems no, like they're just stuck in this situation. Contract, right? Yeah. Uh, I think he's making he's like fifteen mil a now. year. I mean, not terrible, but not great. I mean, nobody is paying fifteen mil a year for Eric Bledsoe right now. No. So yeah, yeah I hope the like I hope the Pelicans turn it around because they're way too fun not to see postseason basketball. But it's kind of most definitely. Trying to do. Most definitely. Alrighty. Well, that was winners and losers. Um, we got a fun little segment. No, I'm pretty excited about this one. Um, to explain it to the listener. We are going to do one month in. We've been playing basketball for just about a month now. We're doing the East and the West way too early all-star teams. Now, the criteria that we picked was not who we think is going to be on the all-star teams necessarily, but who we think deserves to be on the all-star teams because you get big names that are always going to seem to make all-star teams, you know, like I deserve it or not, like LeBron is going to make an all-star team every single year. Steph Curry is going to be on the all-star team if he's healthy. Like you just have guys with big names. They make the all-star team. That's just how it works. You're okay with that as a fan. So we are doing our list. Who deserves to be on the all-star teams? And I'm pretty excited about it. No, you know, starting the East or the West. Um... Let's start in the West. I think the East is a little more fun, so we'll save it for last. Yeah, the East is a little bit more fun. Who's your first guard out of the West? Alrighty. My first guard out of the West, I mean, is as least controversial as you can get. It's, it's got to be Luka. I mean, the man is averaging 27-9-9 and nine right now. Mavs have been struggling a little bit, but they've got Kristaps back. They're back to 500. I mean, he's just playing – MVP caliber basketball. I don't know how else to put it. He is quite literally carrying the Dallas Mavericks to every single goddamn win. He's so much fun to watch. He is the best playmaker in the NBA. Take a different white European guy that's probably going to be on my all-star list for the West. Um, but yeah, I don't. How do you not? How do you not? How do you not put Luke on your list? I mean, that's just too easy. Yeah, I, I have Luca on my list too, but I yeah, cheated a little. Yeah, you got Luca. Oh, ESPN, he was listed as a he's listed as a point guard, small forward, so I put him at a forward. Oh, that's cheating. That's cheating a little bit, but I do understand it was a little bit tough. The uh, the top three guards in the West are are kind of stacked a little bit. It is tough to leave leave one of them off, but you know I made the right choice in leaving one of them off to include other players so all right who's your second guard or who's um, your first guard then yeah because so my first guard is damian court. lillard um he's on the portland trail blazers the blazers are eight and he six is. now um lillard's averaging 28 points 4.7 rebounds 6.7 assists but the blazers actually had numbers. two pretty decently big injuries um in the past couple weeks use of narkic he's gonna yeah. miss about six to eight weeks and it just came out yesterday that CJ McCollum's gonna miss about four weeks. So I think Dame's gonna go on a little a uh, little bit of a run with all the injuries the Blazers have. We could see him be putting up huge numbers because yeah. they're gonna need him to to win games without Nurkic and McCollum, really. So I think yeah, he's due to absolutely. get a little boost to those numbers. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm gonna ruin it, but I think had he not gone down, I think CJ was absolutely playing like an all-star and he's one of those guys it blows my mind that he's never been on an all-star team but he hasn't i mean again it's it's just the western conference you know putting up 22 a game for five years straight now just isn't isn't good enough for an all-star game if you're not you know the guy in a major market or a team that is consistently making the championships so it's tough stuff. I still think he deserves it. I mean, just based on the way he was playing, but we'll see. I hope he does. Definitely not a starting spot. Maybe a, maybe a, a other spot, the reserves, but I, he deserves it. All right. 
Moving on, Steph Curry, comeback player of the year, Steph Curry. I mean, the man's playing lights out. The Warriors are starting to cook. Had a massive comeback against the Lakers the other night. I mean, he is shooting the ball like Steph Curry shoots the ball. There's no two ways about it. I mean, they're missing Clay. They're still a winning team. It's just, it's Steph Curry. It's it's the man who won three championships. There's there's no two ways about it. There's just not. You agree with that, Noah? Yeah, especially when we saw the Warriors come out in those first couple games too, Colin. They looked awful. They looked like they might lose literally every game this year. And, yeah. you know, Draymond came back. That helped unlock Steph, and he's just been mm-hmm. going off for them. They're actually, they're looking, they're seven and six. They're right in the middle of that West, uh, Western Conference playoff line. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to be dangerous. No one wants to play the Warriors, I'll tell you that. No, absolutely not. And just, just to give you an idea, Steph's averaging 28, six and five right now. I mean, that's pretty damn good. That's, that's pretty damn good. You take that. You take that most most days of the week. All righty, moving on to the uh, the front court. Who do you have in the West front court? So Luca is one of my forwards, but my other forward, That's right? You know, this was a pretty easy decision. It's the goat. It's LeBron. He's averaging Michael Jordan twenty three point seven points, seven point nine rebounds, seven and a half assists. The Lakers are a league best, 11-4, and four, and they're the best defense in the league and the fifth-best offense in the league. I mean, what more can you say? And yeah. you could make the argument that the Lakers aren't really even trying yet, Colin, and LeBron's still just easily the small forward for the Western Conference All-Star team. You could make that argument, maybe. I, uh, you know, I... I don't have LeBron on my list because I, you know, as I was looking at this list, I was like, you know what? Everybody should be the best player on their respective team. And LeBron is just not the best player on his team. It's Anthony Davis. And that's why Anthony Davis is in my front court because he deserves it because he's the best player on the best team in the league. So he's on there. He deserves it. He's killing it this season. And he's not even trying that hard. I mean, if you think LeBron's not trying that hard, AD's sitting out games and still putting up numbers. I mean, talk about not trying hard and succeeding. So Anthony Davis deserves it over LeBron. Uh, you know, LeBron deserves a week off. He's, what, 36? I mean, I'm pretty sure he's already, like, that's AARP age, you know? Like, he's halfway out the door. Let him go hang out with his kids. He can go do Taco Tuesday with the fam. Doesn't need to worry about All-Star Weekend. Won't be there. Yeah, well, they're not having an all-star also, game this weekend, so. Well, that's because he's doing Taco Tuesday. Everybody else is having an all-star game. He's just not invited because he's not good enough. Kawhi Leonard, best player on one of the best teams. He's going to be a starter. He's going to be a starter in the all-star game that is going to happen. Um, I mean, pretty st- consistent stuff out of – Kawhi this year. Uh, the Clippers are 11 and 4. He's putting up 24, 5, 6 with two steals and a, a block to top it off. I mean, it's good stuff. It's what do you expect out of Kawhi? I mean, he's he's Kiwi Leonard. He's Kiwi Leonard, baby. What else? What else can you say, Noah? I would actually have Paul George in over Kawhi if I'm picking a Clipper. You. You would put Paul George in? Averaging you, 25, Paul George. Averaging 25, 6, 5, a steal a game and half a block. Sounds like an all-star to I'm me. pretty sure the stat line, yeah, that's like the exact stat line that I just read. 20, 24 and a half a game, 5 boards, 6 assists, 2 steals, and half a block. How many three-pointers uh, yeah, made? No, they, they, I don't know, does it matter? I mean, they're, they're both scoring. Paul George has... Four point one. Uh, he has one point nine. Kiwi does. Um, no, I mean no. Paul George. I, I kind of consider Paul George. Um, I just I I like Kawhi Leonard better than Paul George, and they're playing really similarly. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, 
Paul George is pretty, you know, kind of pissed me off after last year, pandemic P and all that, that jazz. All right, let's let's move on though. Let's let's try to to speed through this because the East is really where it gets juicy. Yeah. Uh, do you have Jokic as your center? Yeah, I have Jokic as my yeah, center. Yeah, you have Jokic as your center. Duh. You know, he's averaging twenty five points, eleven rebounds, ten assists, almost two blocks a game, and half a steal. He has five triple doubles this year, and the Nuggets themselves have been pretty underwhelming, but. Jokic is just absolute eating. He's the number one scoring fantasy this player player this year by like 200 points, I think. He's just playing out of his mind right now. Yeah, I mean, depending on where the Nuggets finish, I, I think he could very well end up with an MVP trophy um, just based on these ridiculous numbers he's putting out. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we can talk about Jokic all day, but he will be this. He would be the starting center on the All Star team. So, let's move to the East. This is where it gets a little. Uh, you know, do you want to rattle off like honorable mentions for the the West? I mean, we, we've kind of already touched on, but. Um. Uh, yeah. So I'd have. Um. You could have Paul George, C.J. McCollum's probably mm-hmm. there. Um. Anthony Davis, yeah. Rudy Gobert, Kawhi Leonard. Um. Mike Conley, honestly. Yeah, I was gonna say he's Mike playing Conley. like a reserve right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, Donovan Mitchell's playing pretty darn well right now. I think Christian Wood will be an all-star, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I had like written Christian Wood down and just couldn't really pull the trigger on that one. Um, yeah. I mean, if we really, like, super fringe, but Deontay Murray? DeJounte Murray? Deontay? Yeah, he's having a really good year. He's having a really nice year. I mean, the Spurs are low-key, like, decent. And he's averaging 15.5 points, 7.5 boards, 5.5 assists, 1.5 steals. Like, that's uh, those are reserve numbers. I mean, those are all around very solid, um, you know. But I, I, I don't think he has the star power to actually make it. Um, uh, he just wouldn't get the voters. Um, also, Chris Paul. Chris Paul's playing at an all-star level right now. Yeah. No. Should we get into the East? We should get into the East because this is this is where it gets juicy. Alrighty, I'll say my point guard. You say your point guard. Then we'll debate, or we'll just guard, just guard because it's not point guard necessarily. Um. Alrighty, I my first guard is Ben Simmons, Ooh. leading the number one team in the East right now. From the point guard position, um, not not a scoring phenom by any means, but just dominating the, uh, the 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 ball control. He's a floor general, so his stats right now: twelve and a half points, nine and a half boards, eight assists, one and a half steals, one block. I mean, wow. on a team where he is surrounded by shooters and does not need to be the one scoring. He is running an incredibly efficient offense. I mean, I we talked about this last week when we were talking about the Harden trade. I think he is a point guard to build around. I think he's having an all-star year, and I think he deserves it. Um, give it to the man for the starting guard position. I like that pick. I like, I like Ben Simmons a lot. I, I – yeah, you can't really argue with that. The Sixers are playing well. He's playing well, and he's their playmaker. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you just like you look at those stats, and I think you expect like your all stars to be like just jumping out of the the room with like thirty points a game, but sometimes you just got to sit back and like look and like really sit there and be like, who's playing just the best basketball? And Ben Simmons absolutely has to be on there. I mean. Defensive phenom. He's just doing everything right. Who do you got? Did you go Homer? Did you go with the Homer pick? Yeah, I went with Homer pick for you and a Homer pick for me. Let's go. Let's go. Should I do my I Homer? Say, or this guy would have been number two on mine. Let's so, yeah, so my guard pick is Malcolm Brogdon. Um, he plays he for the Indiana it. Pacers. He's averaging 22 points, four rebounds, seven and a half assists, and 1.8 steals a game on 47% field goal, 43% three-point, and 89% free throw. 
Um, he's played every game so far. The Pacers are 11th in both offensive and defensive rating, and Brogdon's really at the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Sabonis are the leaders of our team, and he's playing so well right now. The the East guard spot is really tough. It could le- it could legit be like like eight guys yeah. right now. Yeah. No, definitely. So let's let's get to it. So uh, we, we both have Zach Levine. Yes, sir. As a guard. I mean, he's the, the Bulls are, he's just balling out. I mean, there's no, there's no two ways about it. I mean, like I, I watch pretty much every Bulls game. Like it's just, it's usually the second or third quarter. Like he just, he just goes off. I mean, like he just starts to get hot and it's like the only other like guy that like I, I can really like think of is like when Clay gets hot and he just, it's just like get Clay the goddamn ball. Like we, it does not matter like what you're putting up, like just get him the ball and he's gonna put it in the hoop, and he can't sustain it for like whereas we saw Clay put up like 37 points in one quarter, like he hasn't done that yet. I mean nobody's done that. Clay's the only one that's done that, but it stretches like that where he'll just put up threes and it, it, you just know it's going in. So his stat line on the year, 27 and a half points, five boards. Five assists, one and a half steals, half a block. Um, he's shooting. He's only shooting thirty nine percent from three, but he's taking nine a game. Yeah, he's got to shoot a lot. I still consider that. I consider that pretty efficient. He's shooting sixty percent from two pointers, so he's almost. He's at forty nine point eight percent field goal percentage. I mean, that's just. That's yeah, he deserves it. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I've been more impressed with his playmaking actually this season than his scoring. Everyone knows mm-hmm. Zach Levine's a scorer. He's got a flamethrower. Yeah. But for the Bulls to succeed as a team, he has to be getting the other guy's shots out there. And yeah. he's currently averaging 5.3 assists a game, which is actually the highest of his career so far, which is a mm-hmm. really promising sign for this Bulls team, who started off 1-3. Yeah. and three. They're 6-8 and eight now. And their offense under Billy Donovan is sneaky, very oh good. God. They're eighth and three pointers made right now and seventh and three point percentage. And they also get to the line a lot. You're third in free throws made and sixth in free throws attempted. Um, If they figure out the defense at all, they're going to be almost in every game. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a big ask. That's a big ask because I love Levine, a flamethrow on offense, but yeah, he he gets lost on rotations a, a decent amount on the defensive end. And, we just really don't have anybody to anchor. I mean, we're asking Pat Will to guard, like, LeBron, Kawhi, the team's best player. I mean, the dude should be a freshman in college. He's 18 years old, so. so that's not what this is about. We're not talking about the Bulls. We're talking about Zach Levine. He's got a flamethrower. He deserves to be on the All-Star team, absolutely. I will say he uh, he's the, the first 25-point snub that we've seen in over two decades. Wow. Right. Um, all right. But let's talk about honorable mentions for, for who could be in the guard spot. Um, um, yeah, Frank you could have put Bradley Beal there. Um, Bradley Beal. The Wizards yeah, just Bradley haven't played like enough games. They haven't played enough games. And then, like, I don't know. They don't, they're really bad. So it's hard yeah. to put him there. I know. Yeah. And has he been – does he have COVID? He has COVID? I think the I, half yeah, of the Wizards team, team has it right yeah. now. Yeah. So – no, I mean, definitely, like, he could deserve a spot. Like, absolutely, if, like, the Wizards come back and start to play a little bit more. But, yeah, I think they've – I think he's played, like, six games so far this year, which, is, yeah. you know, even at this point, it is not enough to to warrant a spot. Um, but I mentioned more about Trey Young. I mean, he, he's putting up numbers, and he looks like an all-star until you get to field goal percentage. He's shooting 38% from the field. Yeah. Twenty six percent from three this year. It, it's just it's a little too inefficient for how competitive the guard spots are. So I mean he's still getting it done. I mean putting up twenty three points, four and a half boards, nine assists. I mean the nine assist part is is really ridiculous. But you know you, you just can't get beyond the uh, the inefficient shooting. So that that's where he gets knocked down for me, at least, you know. Yeah. Um. Last guy, I think Jalen Brown could 
make an All Star game Absolutely. as a as a guard this year. Um, it would be his first time, and I think he has as good of a case as anyone we just mentioned. Honestly, yeah, no, and I think he he deserves an All Star spot most definitely. Um, I I just think I think where it's gonna get tough for him is if All Star selections come out in like call it a month. Um, we got Kemba back. We'll get Tatum back, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with his numbers when the team and the band is, like, all back together. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he is carrying that Celtics offense at the moment. Uh, do you want to get into our forwards? I think we have the same let's two in, forwards. Let's, yeah. I mean, it's uh, – who else are you going to put? Uh, well, KD I have KD and Giannis. I think that's pretty yeah, easy I so just, far. Yeah, I don't see what else you're going to do. Wait, hold on. But before we forget, Kitty, where, where do you put James Harden in this conversation? You know, he's, Oh, I he's think played for a week I, he could easily be now. one of the guards. I just yeah, didn't really yeah, want to put him on there yet because he hasn't played that many games. Yeah. I like, I, I like the story. Like, I like Levine and Simmons doing it more. But, yeah, I just – I think Harden will end up getting it. It could just be Harden and Kyrie, and we're overthinking. They could have three Nets on the All-Star team. <laughs> it could, yeah, it could just be the three Nets and then Giannis and take your center. Um, yeah, we don't need to dwell on it. I mean, Giannis is Giannis. KD is KD. Um, they're MVP caliber guys. That's that's just about it. I mean, they're two of the top three guys in the league, top four guys in the league. There's really no other way to put it. Um, One note about Giannis. One note about Giannis. Mm -hmm. He's averaging 27 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and a steal and a block at a game. But I think his stats would be even crazier if the Bucs weren't just blowing people out and he quits playing halfway through the third quarter. Yeah. I mean, like, how many minutes is he averaging at the moment? I I can't imagine it's, it's all that much. Yeah. I don't know how many minutes he's averaging, but the he's averaging 31 minutes. Which really yeah, isn't that much actually, compared to some of these no. other guys. And the Bucks have the second largest margin of victory in 9.86 points a game. So Giannis isn't even Giannis is putting up great stats, but he's not even finishing games out half the time because the Bucks yeah. are up 30. Yeah, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, that's a phenomenal point. Um, yeah, I I'd like to see the Bucks to get over the hill. I mean, I have nothing against the Bucs. I, I know there's a lot of people that, that kind of think that Giannis, I think you're one of them that, that thinks Giannis will never win in Milwaukee. Um, I'd love to see that disproven just for, the, for all small market teams. I, I think that's massive. Yeah. All righty. Let's get to the center. Who, to wrap up your starters for the All-Star game, is your center in the East. Center, I go homer. Center, I did not go homer. I think there's four really good options for um, mm-hmm. East center right now. I think it's Vucevic, I think it's Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. I think it's Julius mm-hmm. Randle, and I think it's Demontis Sabonis. Mm-hmm. I could see any of those guys being the starting center right now. So I kind of, I just kind of, I don't know how I decided this, but I kind of picked the guy I wanted to see the most, and that is Julius Randle. I think Julius Randle honestly gets me on a lot, but he's having a fantastic year this season. It's ridiculous. Currently, he's averaging 22.8 points, 11 rebounds, and 6.1 assists. His playmaking, that's really impressive that he's averaging 6 assists on that yeah. Knicks team. And the Knicks have the best defense in the league under Tom Thibodeau right now. And Julius Randle has played the most minutes so far this season. So he's out there on the forefront leading that Knicks defense. And, yeah, I just wanted some Julius Randle love, you know. I think he's having way too good of a year to not be recognized. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so, like, my favorite joke ever is uh, our our buddy Zach Rooks took him in the uh, second round of our fantasy draft last year, thinking that he would put up the numbers that he's putting up now. And then we get to the draft this year, and it's like the fourth round, and Julius Randle's on the board. And he goes, "Oh no, I'm not. No, I'm not doing Randle. I'm not doing Randle. I'm not getting stuck in that again. I'm not doing Randle. He's ass. He's ass. Tough luck, Rex. Tough luck. Hope you're listening. Who did you go for yeah. center? I went 
I, you, you make very good arguments. I, I think all, all four of those guys definitely deserve it, but I had to take Joel Embiid. I mean, yeah. he's just so dominant. I mean, we, we looked at the stat line, 25 points a game, 11 and a half boards, three assists, one and a half steals, one and a half blocks. He's shooting 54% from the field. He's stepping out. He's shooting 39 and a half and three right now on three attempts a game. I mean, that is since his rookie year, the, like it's, it's the best by far, but since his rookie year, he hasn't shot above 33%. I mean, I, I know we're only 11 games in, but that is a pretty, pretty steep jump up in, in efficiency. So again, the Sixers are, are killing it. He's killing it. And it's a, it's a well-run machine out there in in Philadelphia. So I had to go with him. Um, other guy that you didn't mention that I, I, I don't think he's going to make an all-star team, but I want to give him a shout-out is Andre Drummond because he is putting up some monster stats. He's been in a couple all-star games before, but putting up 19.5 points, 15.8 boards, three assists, one-and-a-half steals, one-and-a-half blocks, shooting um, 48% from the field. It's just those are monster numbers. They're monster numbers. And the Cavs are, are doing performing way out of expectation. So Andre Drummond could be your fifth guy, but yeah. Yeah. I honestly feel like people are just like, Yep, that's what Andre Drummond does. He just does that. And they think it's like not some like amazing feat that he puts up nineteen yeah. and sixteen. Because they're just like, Yeah, that's what he does. That's yeah, that's just like what do you mean? Like no, what do you think is the least amount of rebounds outside of his rookie season that Andre Drummond has averaged? Probably like eleven. Nope. 13.2. Wow. That is his floor. He sure is good at giving them rebounds. I mean, it's just it's phenomenal. Um, you know, all right, the, the give us give us Sabonis. He put him in the limelight. Sabonis should be on the all-star team. Yeah, Sabonis averaging 22, 13, and 6 right now. You know, he's pretty similar numbers to um, Julius Randle. You know, he's the Jokic of the East. He really is. We can run our entire offense through him, and it just works. He's that good of a center. And if I had to pick today, I would really love to see Jonas being, you know, uh, DeMontis Sabonis being the starting center of the East, but I think it probably will end up being Embiid just because I think the Sixers are going to yeah. have the record. But yeah, the yeah. East is in a good place right now in terms of centers. Yeah, and people, yeah, Bam has missed a bunch of games too because of COVID, so uh, he could make a push. I, I doubt it just with the, the numbers these other guys are putting up. Um, uh, all right, let's run through honorable mentions real quick. Um, I think Jeremy Grant has to be on there so far. He's averaging yeah, like 25 absolutely. and 6 rebounds right now. Um, and he's, he's like 4 assists as well. Yeah, he's the best player on the Pistons, which might not be saying much, but for a guy <laughs> who turned down uh, the same contract from the Nuggets because he wanted to bet on himself and play in a bigger role, you know, you got to admire mm-hmm. that. He's been balling out this year. And I think a lot no, of people absolutely. probably doubted him. No, I mean, I took him in a fantasy league, and that has done nothing but but pay off for me. Jeremy Grant, you know, like we said, Pistons, you know, definitely figuring out what they're what they're going to be, what they're going to do. But he is the consistent force on that team, and a, a phenomenal defensive presence as well. I mean, let's not forget that the Nuggets are definitely missing what he does on that end much more than they're missing what his offense production or his offensive production is. So, uh, yeah, I think he deserves to be in this first all-star game. Um, other guys that come to mind, Jason Tatum, Chris Middleton. Um, yeah, I think we, we've rattled off a lot of people so far. Kyrie. A guy Harden. who I want to see, who I, who I think has a decent chance, is actually Gordon Hayward. I really want to see him make the all-star game. And the Hornets are surprisingly, like, pretty decent this year. Um, I think he's putting up like 22, 5, and 4 right now, which is pretty respectable. Yeah. And I'd be really happy no, to see Gordon so cool. Hayward make the All-Star game. Chris Boucher yeah. might make it. He's been mm, falling so. out. 
Hey, you never I don't know. think so. He's playing. He's coming off the bench, though. I, that's just always tough to make an All Star game off the bench on a team that's five and nine. You never know. I mean, he's putting up sixteen and seven. I also think Fred Van Fleet's having a pretty sneaky good season so far. Fred Van Fleet's like one of the highest scores in fantasy this year, and, and people just are, are not talking about that. Um, yeah, he's, he's uh, the the Raptors just right now they 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 all look like a they're all playing like crap. You know, they're five and nine, so it's just tough for me to give. Any of those players, especially, yeah, damn. I mean, I love Fred Bensley. That whole story of him coming up from Wichita and really having to defend for himself. But 19, 6, and 4 and a half, pretty darn good. That's pretty darn good. All righty. I mean, we, we talked about that for a while, so that, that might be the episode for tonight. But let us know, you know, reach out to Noah and I, you know, did we miss anybody? on the all-star teams that, that you think really deserves it? Um, did we include anybody that you think is, is hot garbage? Shouldn't it be anywhere near an all-star team? Let us know. Hit us back. We appreciate the feedback. No, any, any closing remarks on uh, this, this lovely Wednesday night? Um, no, not really. We'll see you guys on Sunday. We'll see you on Sunday. Hit it again, Hard on Fantasy. Again, we appreciate everybody who's tuning out to listen to us. We love all you, uh, all, the, all the bench pod, all the bench pods out there. The bench chatter pods. We'll come up with a name. We got to come up with a name for our fans. Right now, just the bench like, mob. Yeah, the bench mob. Yeah, that's, duh. Yeah, it's like Ren and a couple guys from New Zealand are the bench mob right now. Shout out to all our New Zealand listeners. You guys are the real ones. Shout out, yeah. Those, yeah. Yeah. The, like, four people who downloaded from New Zealand, like, well. We love you. You guys are our favorite. Yeah. Tell us, if you are listening to this in New Zealand right now, tell us what we can do to pander to you, because we we, we love it. We, we want to target you. Let us know. Hit us up. We will literally do anything. We'll come to New Zealand. I'll do it. Sounds way better than America. No offense to America. All right, end the show. Good day, mates.